podcast, 7-19-2018, Donald Trump's visit to Europe, NATO, and, and Russia and Helsinki. We're seeing here with Russia and NATO, and Trump made a bit of conflict and Democrat criticism now. Trump has made some good points about NATO. At the same time, he was wrong on some things about NATO. NATO is beneficial to the United States. We run military joint exercises with a vast number of militaries, which helps ours make sure that it's the best. It allows us to test equipment, share technology, share development. However, there are certain aspects of NATO that do need some fixing. One of the main problems with NATO is, is that every country is supposed to put in 2 or 2.1% of their GDP. The majority of NATO countries are not, and one of the few that is Turkey is one that I would actually rather not, considering they may not be an ally of ours much longer, given how Erdogan is taking it. The French are spending, but many of the countries aren't. Some of them don't even hit 1%. Countries like England have made massive cuts in their defense spending, and the reason is, is they're using it to subsidize their social services spending. And the main problem with that is, is that we, our taxpayers, are covering the cost of subsidizing their social services. Now, that is something I disagree, something I feel that we need. However, however, you know, Trump, however, went by it a little wrong. Now, NATO is the one thing keeping Russia in check. For instance, Ukraine and the Republic of Georgia have applied to be NATO at different points, and Trump is right about Germany being under strong Russian influence. I know Merkel took offense and said Germany's been independent and there hasn't been a German puppet of Russia. The fact is, is that Germany has sabotaged the joining of more Eastern European countries into NATO for the purpose of helping the purpose of that Russia essentially controls their huge natural gas supplies. Germany really should find a way out of their contracts with Russia and preferably get their natural gas from other sources, United States being one of them. In fact, Germany has really made some of the worst cuts to be able to so subsidize their social services. In fact, you know, and Germany trying to defend, you know, the fact that they seem to have no shame or embarrassment that one of their battalions in a NATO exercise a few years ago used brooms instead of guns to save on budgeting money is an issue. France easily is able to make its targets because of their two nuclear aircraft carriers as well as their large air force. France is able to make it, and I'm fine. France only rejoined NATO not that long ago, and they've made good efforts. England puts in 1.6, and they've reduced it. England needs to catch back up. Germany, with the fourth largest economy in the world and the biggest in the EU, 
spending 1.2% on their military is the issue. Um, one article in Foreign Policy magazine pointed out that Germany had a shortfall of over 20,000 officers and NCOs to what they actually needed to function. And the problem is, is that it really benefits Germany. For instance, because of NATO, Germany being part of NATO, quite a lot of countries like Poland and others have bought, who are NATO have bought extensive amounts of German weaponry. But yet at the same time, it is what helps hold back Russia. For instance, if Ukraine was part of NATO when they applied and Germany not sabotaged or the Republic of Georgia, Russia would have never made aggressive moves into them. When Russia threatened Estonia, Estonia pointed out that they're part of NATO and they would invoke the Mutual Defense Charter. And our Eastern European allies are the ones who have been some of the best in NATO when it comes to spending. The Hungarians, the Poles, the teeny Baltic states. And that's the problem. Germany doesn't want to spend the $28 billion more a year it needs to meet their standards, to meet up, because they want to use that as part of their social services. Um, there was a very interesting study by McKinsey and Company, a, a research firm, that they estimated that 60% of Germany's fighters and 80% of their choppers wouldn't even, are not even serviceable for combat duty. I mean, Germany's really let itself go, and I know Trump, but the problem, he made good points. I mean, by breaking it public, he did bring it to the forefront. However, he needs to handle it more diplomatically. However, Trump is 100% wrong, though, and also when he calls NATO obsolete, NATO was the one thing keeping Russia in check. If it wasn't for NATO, Russia would have made aggressive moves from Kaliningrad into Poland, they would have already taken over Latvia and Estonia. Lithuania probably would also have been rolled up. Now, yes, I know there's a hypocrisy when the left cheered on Obama when he referred to the ally, our NATO partners as free riders, but being critical of Trump when he makes similar comments. However, Trump also additionally was very stupid when he said that the United States would not be able to guarantee to meet its commitments to the Mutual Defense Pact or Article 5 of NATO because that goes regardless of whether someone meets a NATO obligation. In NATO rules, if someone, if once someone invokes it, you have to do it. And if Trump doesn't do it, then all of NATO collapses and that's a critical blow to U.S. foreign policy. And people don't realize how much NATO is part of U.S. foreign policy. It provides the U.S. with the ability to back up threats with muscle. People forget Afghanistan, we had a huge coalition of NATO troops. And even though in Iraq, NATO didn't come in, many countries in NATO participated. We had a 36-nation coalition, including the multinational force zone under the command of Poland, which even had non-NATO countries like Ukraine and Georgia who wanted to be into NATO that Germany sabotaged. Now, Trump is being stupid by trying to say they should go to 4% closer to the United States. 2% is the commitment, and 2% is what they should do. 
problem is, and yes, NATO spending more money as Trump wants is going to benefit, is not going, is, you know, is not what Russia wants, and it's a strong thing against Russia. The problem is, is Trump is causing problems within NATO. And not only that, but one thing people point to need to forget is we have so many NATO military exercises that have provided valuable information to the U.S. It's one of the reasons how Poland's military has become one of the top in the world and our biggest ally in Eastern Europe when it comes as a military power to hold off Russian influence in the region. NATO is critical and important to U.S. foreign policy in many other ways. And NATO also has meant huge boons for the U.S. economy. Why? Because many NATO militaries will buy United States weapons because of NATO. Poland only bought those F-16s for their air force because in NATO, and they're under pressure from the EU to purchase European-made stuff. Now, their tanks, they did purchase German-made Leopards, and the Leopards are some of the finest tanks in the world. If only Germany actually used them themselves as efficiently as everyone else does. And that's the thing. It helps sell American weapons abroad. Not only that, that provides other things. People don't realize how many billions a year in the U.S. economy is tied down to NATO. In fact, we get out of NATO in economic benefits to the U.S. defense, to, to the US defense industry more than what we put into NATO. And while people like to talk about the military-industrial complex and all that stuff, think about it. This military action, you know, being part of NATO, when you think about it, all that military goals is beneficial to the United States. It's really beneficial because all those factory jobs and industry jobs, the sheer number of jobs, it's boon to the U.S. economy. Yes, we need to work with Germany to get Germany weaned off of Russian natural gas. But you can't do it at the expense of hurting the alliance, and Germany carries a great deal of influence within the European countries. And yes, Germany's 1.2% is constantly cutting lower and lower. Germany really should spend up, particularly considering how much in weapons they're selling to everyone, how much in trade they just do with the U.S. alone. They easily can afford it. The problem is, is Germany wants, doesn't want to have to make cuts to their social services. It's about electioneering. That's the reason why England doesn't operate a real carrier. They have a carrier, but it only has helicopters. And that's the issue. The NATO is our best bulwark against Iran. It's our best bulwark against Russia continuing expansion. For instance, when Russia invaded Ukraine into Crimea, the 
the Ukrainians invoke the treaty that the United States had with, with the England and the United States to defend Ukraine in, in return for Ukraine giving up its nuclear weapons in the 90s. The Obama administration sold out our ally, Ukraine, who had provided such valuable services in Iraq, including they're the ones who actually found stockpiles of psychosarin gas. Yes, I know everyone says we found no WMDs. No, we found, just not as much as we had hoped. And the Ukrainians were the ones who find the psychosarin gas enough to wipe out a major city and kill millions. But Obama refused to intervene. England was willing to send in troops to help, because Russia in the early days was sending their troops without Russian markings. They were testing U.S. resolve. You'll forget in 2008, when Russia invaded Georgia, the U.S. Helped the, helped the Georgian troops in Iraq get back to their country faster. Got back to their country faster, they were able to fight Russia. Also, the U.S. made threats to move military actions into the region to defend their ally. It was enough of a threat that Russia backed off, though they've been creeping and slowly taking over little bits of Georgian territory since the, over the Obama years. And this is a big thing about everyone talking about Trump kissing up to Russia because Obama's the one who really sold out everyone to Russia. What's the, now, what is, when we look at things, Ukraine, had they been part of NATO, Russia would have never done that in Crimea. Russia would have never invaded. Don't forget, Crimea is historically part of the Ukraine. Now, Ukraine at different points has been occupied by various different powers. It's also been independent. And when Ukraine went independent post-Soviet Union, they retained Crimea. And the problem is, is Russia would have never invaded it had it not been for the Obama administration. Had the Obama administration honored the treaty and sent troops to help Ukraine, Russia would have denied the troops, which is at the time they were denying the troops there were Russian. Not only Russia would have denied it, but Russia would have probably moved back and retreated and not invaded, and Crimea would be free. Russia would have been kept in check. But Obama sold out Ukraine. How Ukraine could have been part of NATO had Germany not been such a slave to Russian natural gas. I mean, Russia defeats and conquers Germany in World War II and pledges to prevent Germany from ever being a threat to Russia again, and they seem to be holding up pretty well with that. But NATO is necessary to U.S. foreign policy. It's necessary to the security of Europe, particularly from encroaching Russia. In fact, under Obama, many, many, many of our allies were actually afraid that the U.S. would not even honor its treaty to come to defense of NATO allies. It's one of the reasons why Poland's so heavily militarized. Russia, when, when Poland wanted a missile defense system, Obama sold them down. And this is going into the next thing with Russia and Helsinki. Trump is trying to play diplomacy with Russia. But people are forgetting he's dealing with a situation Obama set up. For instance, for instance, they go talking about, you know, the password thing and they arrest it. So liberals are making a big deal, except that the actual indictment mentions that there was no connection to the Republican Party and no knowledge that there was any collusion. 
Second of all, we also have evidence that Russian agents were doing the same exact things in helping the Democrats. Russia was just trying to play havoc. That's how they work. Stalin used to refer to American leftists as useful idiots, and he was an expert at manipulating the American media, and we see today with Russia, they're manipulating the American media. Now, this hacking, which the Democrats left saying, they did not hack the election, they did not hack any votes, there was no defecting. All they did was is they did a phishing scam to get the emails of a, to get access to the emails of a senior staffer under Clinton, which got access to information. So you know, more it turns out his password was password. At the same time, a Democrat made an error and accidentally leaked out 50,000 emails that went out to WikiLeaks. But yet that wasn't a crime because it was just someone's stupidity. Democrats weren't hacked. Phishing is not hacking. The Democrats just liked hacking. Now, this all ha now also as everyone's going hysteria, this happened under Obama's administration because Obama took the other way to Russian operations. You know, and all these liberals are saying, see, it's like a war, it's like a war. And they're comparing it to Pearl Harbor. But this is the thing that Democrats. Here's the thing, it did provide a lot of the, for instance, the Bernie Sanders supporters like to forget that had it not been for Russia's phishing scam, they would have never found out that the Democrats rigged the primary for Hillary. You know, at the time, they liked it, but now it's coming to bash Trump. You know, and it's, you know, the whole collusion between CNN and the Clinton administration. As well as comments about pre-agreements to actually weaken U.S. influence overseas. And this was just par for the course. I mean, under Obama, China hacked 20 million U.S. government records. We had massive um, leaks involving the loss of almost all U.S. intelligence operations in China under the Obama administration when they so badly screwed that up and had a, and a mole leaked out all their arch spies in China's name. I mean, people forget the Obama administration. They dropped the ball with Iran. They dropped the ball. I'm going to put up links. Facebook about all the, you know, all the things. I mean, even Obama's former Attorney General, Loretta Lynch, said that no actual interference from Russia came along. All it was was information that, yes, helped, you know, by showing how corrupt Clinton was. At the same time as people forget there was plenty of activities from Russians trying to help. It's just no one's prosecuting that now because it's not in vogue. And as we see, there was open collusion between the investigation against Trump, you know, with, as we see with the text messages and emails, you know, the Peter Streisick, you know, thing that we see that there's, that there was open, that there's a whole, that the whole entire witch hunt is an open, is a collusion thing to try to get rid of Trump. I may not have voted for Trump. I may think he's only an okay president at best. The fact is, is that, you know, it's part of this witch hunt, but if you actually want to look at who's... Who's the one who set up the situation where Trump has to make these things to Russia is, let's look, Obama. Obama pulled out, pulled out the agreement to give 
missile defenses to Poland because Russia said it was an aggressive move against them because it was designed to protect Poland from Russia. Obama did it, and he got zero committed, zero things committed from Russia. In fact, he did multiple things in Syria and with Iran, who by war Russia's allies, without getting anything in return. I mean, he gave billions of dollars in cash to, to Iran, as well as gave Iran access to certain U.S. financial things, which actually was, that part was actually illegal. He had no right to without congressional permission. All of it bowing and scraping to Russia. He refused to come to the ally of Georgia and Ukraine. In fact, the whole Ukrainian thing is Obama's fault for bowing down to Russia. And that's the main issue. And Democrats don't want to confront at how badly they mangled Russia. That's the thing. And they're scared about that. Because they don't want to have to confront... For instance, they talk about Trump and Russia. First of all, they're trying to say that Trump trashed our intelligence. No, he said, he publicly said, I believe Putin when Putin's, I believe Putin, oh, I'm not going to do the voice. I believe Putin when Putin says that Russia didn't do it. Now everyone knows Russia did it. Same time they're saying, see, Trump trashed our intelligence. No, he never said the intelligence agencies were wrong. God knows how many times Russian intelligence operatives have done their own side operations. I mean, God knows how much of the illegal black weapons market in the 90s and 2000s. Or Russian, or Russian intelligence and military officers acting behind their government's back. This is nothing new. However, the issue is that we're dealing with... It's Trump, I agree with Trump. It's a Trump derangement syndrome. Now, when we look at our different things here with Trump, it's not the best, it's not the worst, but he's dealing with the situation Obama left. The Russia that we're dealing with is a situation. All these activities by Russia during the election is Obama bowing to Russia and taking a weak stance. It's the weakness Obama showed overseas. For instance, Obama's idea of diplomacy was we're in the position of power, so we'll negotiate from the position of weakness and give in to you. Trump is saying we're in the position of power and we're going to negotiate from the position of power. And we'll be nice and give you a few things. And that's the importance to understand here. So when Trump tells that to Putin, but Trump comes out of that meeting with, from Putin with signed, agreed, ironclad guarantees about things in Syria. So everyone's saying, yeah, he, yes, he did say that what was it did knock our intelligence services a bit, not like the Democrats haven't done that God knows how many times, not to mention how many times our own intelligence services, you know, not to mention, but by doing this, he got guarantees from Putin. And then as soon as he came home, he backed away from his statements, which is how politics work. You say what you need at the, you know, Obama gave in to Trump, Putin on everything in Syria, said a million red lines, didn't do anything. And he gave into Putin everything he wanted, which actually benefited Assad, which benefits Putin. Trump actually dropped bombs and did things. And now he gets further guarantees in Syria regarding the U.S. and U.S. allies in the region. He actually got those guarantees. That's the real thing that has upset the Democrats, is Obama bowed and scraped to Putin, gave into Putin on everything, but made big blowhard statements about standing up to Russia, and then just did nothing, and Russia got powerful. They're upset that Trump is in the, with Putin, says all the nice, sweet things. And then as soon as he's back home, and then, but he gets guarantees. 
That's actually how things are supposed to be done. You get the guarantees. You know, I don't think Democrats are going to forget when Obama told Putin in two, Medvedev in 2012 that as soon as he wins re-election, he could give Russia everything they want, which he basically did. It's less having to do with the Democrats believing Trump is a traitor with Russia and more of the Democrats upset that Trump is showing that Obama was an idiot on foreign policy. That Obama got, made all these big statements but never got guarantees and only weakened U.S. position and U.S. allies abroad and made Russia stronger. Trump is actually, by building up NATO and getting guarantees in Syria, he's actually weakening Russia abroad. Yes, he sometimes has to say some distasteful things, but he's taking over a situation that Obama gave him. He's making the best he can That's the thing. He's actually fixing the Democrat problems. He's actually fixing them. That's the brilliance of it. He's fixing it. If you can believe that. I mean, actually, you can. Maybe he is. So the Democrats are upset that he's showing those, he's showing everyone, this is the mess Obama left us. And look at how I'm fixing it. And that's what's upsetting to them. He's actually tearing apart Obama's legacy by showing that Obama was an imbecile and an idiot. And that's why they're really upset. So while I think Trump is handling certain things with NATO wrong, on the whole, I actually think his meeting with Russia and his work is actually keeping Russia in check and doing things for the better. So kudos to Trump on that. Next time, I'm going to be discussing more issues with the Democrat Party. Thank you very much. Tune in next time.